You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And I am I am really professional, fellas. I'm coughing. I'm dying. But that red light goes on, and I'm in the zone. I'm ready to pop. You sound it. You sound it. <laughs> the dead zone, maybe, because you sound like you're going to die. But I, I'm not doing great over here. There might be some muting of me. Uh, let's do sponsors real quick. Sponsors. Shout out to To Live a Lie. Shout out to Run for Cover. <coughs> wow. Shout out to Deathwish Inc. <coughs> and shout out to Closed Casket Activities. Woo. All right. We're going to start in uh, a place here. Run for Cover Records. Runforcoverrecords.com. Going to keep it quick and short. Guys, Turnover has a new LP coming out in November. Uh, adjacent of the adjacent, uh, they've been around for a minute, probably playing your favorite 1500 cap at this point. Um, no, their, new LPs, <laughs> their new LP is called Myself in the Way. I'm excited about it. This is a band who not every single one of their LPs has hit for me. Uh, so I'm not, this is full honesty, but I check out everyone and I enjoy something about it. Um, so this is uh, pretty interesting. The title track, Myself in the Way, features vocals from Brendan from Turnstile. Got to check that out. There's a music video. You can go pre-order it now. I'm assuming a bunch of the variants are sold out. Uh, that's because this band's gigantic. Be on the in. Get it right now. Runforcoverrecords.com. Easy read, guys. Easy read. <laughs> Easy read. Uh, before we do the next read, I do want to shout out Patrick, Tom, we forgot to mention the band God's Fate. Um, they were awesome. <laughs> Provoking. At Sound and Fury Festival. We all were watching God's Fate. They were super good. And um, I can't do it yeah. with a straight face. I can't do it. I know. Yo, Bob, you, they, they know we got love. Huh? My favorite God's Fate song is. Um, <laughs> He's not stopping. The, uh, the, the praise of. Or no, yo! Shout out to God's hate, Tom. Oh, close casket activities. <laughs> close casket activities. dot com. Hit us with the read. I just want to shout out God's hate, the God's hate, the album God's hate. Because I, when we were going through the Sound and Fury lineup, when we were doing our little review thing, I got old Tom got confused going back and forth in the lineup, and I missed them, and um, I got a very terse message. From a professional wrestler um, that, you know, can dive on and take out like 27 people with one fell swoop. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we love those dudes. It, it was a complete oversight and I felt terrible. And I realized if you listen to the, the Patreon right after I go, 
God damn it, we forgot content. So this is um uh, uh they were they were fantastic. They got one of the biggest reactions of the whole weekend. Um they sounded insane. Three guitar attack. Um and it was they were great. So shout outs to, to Brody and those dudes. They killed it. And if you somehow have not checked out their last LP, um if you're a fan of hard music uh, let me go personal yeah. and actually go like uh like resonant. Uh I'm fairly certain Brody has gone to I believe he's gone to every single Sound and Fury. That makes him one of a very few people. Oh, um, he's a core dude. Oh no no, he 100% is, but like even beyond that, like that's that's a that's a really cool thing. Um shout out to that dude for supporting, but had a really cool conversation for about like literally 2 minutes with him uh f- friend Travis, a couple other dudes there too uh about when the Trapped Under Ice demo came out and then Sound and Fury 2008 maybe it was and uh how it was for 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 Brody that it was like a oh my hardcore is back <laughs> and and I think about that and I was like that's a cool interesting moment if for some reason you like hard music period whether it's hardcore whether it's metal whatever you want to call it if you like hard music you have to hear the last god's hate lp um still available from uh cl- close casket uh support our buddy there if they got merch you got to get the merch there as well close casket activities.com let's go yo good morning vietnam how you doing how you feeling guys how are we doing today well, it sounds like today will be the last episode because that's, that's going to be putting a fucking iron lung in Perth somewhere. Yeah, I'm str- I'm struggling. What's wrong with you? It's, wrong pipe? Were you really sick? Just happened. No idea. Literally, I, I, he's gone downhill since we started uh, chatting on Zencaster here. Yeah, I, I no idea what's going on, but it's uh, it's, it's not killing it right now. So uh, we're gonna have to figure this out. Um, Guys, I thought about this as I made the reference to goodbye, good morning Vietnam. Yes, one of my. How far are we from references being second, being known as secondary references? But the original is like, what do you mean? I just heard some dude say that one time. You know. Oh, I think that's one. I think me referring to OJ Simpson running through an airport. On one of those episodes, yeah. People like Pat got it because oh, Pat's like me. No, no. I mean, I knew it. Uh, those those commercials. Oh. Like, are we predicting that now Tom Brady is going to be the next OJ? That's what I'm predicting. Oh, I mean, I hope not. For he's 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 the hurts. He's the hurts spokesman. Mm. I don't know. Um. Well, because I was thinking about it because I thought of that Good Morning Vietnam, and I'm like, I don't even know. And I was like, then I was like, okay, I do know the original placement for that. But then I was like, oh, there are references that I don't know that I've ever like to the moon, Alice. Okay. I know what I know what it's from. I don't know if I ever have witnessed where that came from. Like in per you know what I mean? Like I know uh, what it's from, but I've never seen it or heard it from for, the yeah, original source. domestic violence on regular TV. Yeah. For our listeners that don't know, that's a line from the honeymooners where the the uh, star of the show when he would would be frustrated with his wife w- would hold his fist up and uh, kind of intone that he was going to punch her in the in the jaw, <laughs> and he'd right. go the, to the moon. <laughs> and that's a uh, that is bygone. That's what we call that. That's a different era. Yeah, and and I just think about it, and I think uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more of those references. It's sort of a funny, interesting way to parallel to hardcore. 
um, in a different manner. I, I didn't mean this, but but where there's going to be bands doing winks and nods sonically, or even more than a wink and a nod, a direct like lift um, that that maybe is tracked as homage, and people won't totally know where the source material is, oh, and that's okay. But it is interesting as you get further and further away from the original, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about. There's a have heart song that quotes fucking Neil Young. Right. Take, uh, take a look at my life. Thank God that. Like, old man, know. take a look at my life. And it's also because he, he almost raps it. Like, he does it in that yeah, kind of like, the, pitter pat. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I know. I know. Is, is half heart a, is half heart more rap metal yeah. than they get credit for? Should, yeah. should we go in on that? Uh, you know? Yes. Um, Ethan's <laughs> playing in Jersey. If they're looking for an opener, I think half heart would be a great fit. I agree. I agree. Why wouldn't they? It's it's about Just time saying. that that Pat Flynn caught that gold chain flu. Um, <laughs> yo, guys, uh, we are warmed up. We went cold. We went right into recording today. Very little preamble, but we have a topic. We have a linchpin. It's almost September. A lot of parts of the, the United States school is going back in right now. Guess who's come back for another lesson from from Professor Pat and Doctor Tom? Mm. Is it is it our our man Winston? <laughs> no, Winston no, is a Ghostbuster. Wilson. Wilson from Westchester is <laughs> in class. So, <laughs> Winston's favorite hardcore band from L.A. is God's Fate. That's correct. Um, yo, Winston. <laughs> wait, wait, isn't that a, isn't that a uh, what's a there's a movie with someone named Winston, but it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not Ghostbusters, but I feel like it had something to do with like an orangutan. You're thinking Dunstan. Dunstan checks in. No, Dunstan goes to school. Dunstan checks in. All right, if you go to fucking IMDb, you tell me for certain there's not a Dunstan goes to school in there. I can't okay, say so Dunstan checks in. You're definitely like straight to DVD, like uh, you know. Matt right, LeBlanc is struggling and doing a fucking right. Yeah. Isn't that the dude from Friends? Isn't that Joey? Wait, say that again. Isn't the dude from Friends in that movie? In the Dunstan series, I'm not totally yes. sure. Let's say Dunstan. Dunstan checks in sequel. Let's say 1996. All right, Dunstan checks in to. What happened to the arena from Dunstan checks in? <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't think there's a Dunstan checks in too. Dunstan goes to school. Uh, Dunstan die. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine Dunstan is now dead. Sadly, Dunstan died. Um, that's the sequel. Shouldn't all movies have a uh, what's the movie Ernest? Shouldn't they all have an Ernest <clears throat> style <throat> legacy? Like where it's like, oh, the first one did well. Oh, the second one went to theaters, but it was a bomb. Well, the third one's going to go directed VHS. It did pretty well. Fourth, fifth, sixth. Like, I think every movie should have a tale like that. Like, Planet of the Apes, where it trails into shit. George Costanza was the main character, Jason Alexander. Did you confuse Jason Alexander and Joey? Yes. (laughs) And then uh, Pee Wee Herman was also in the movie playing a character named Buck LaFarge and Faye Dunaway. So, you know what? And Rupert Everett, come on! There's some fucking people in this movie. This is a hell of a movie. <laughs> a All right, everybody. Our first recommendation to our friend Wilson from Westchester is 
go watch Dunstan checks in and uh, and maybe maybe script out the plot for the sequel. Dunstan goes to school, um, and hopefully not the third. Dunstan dies, uh, which which takes a real uh, Evil Dead turn. Um, guys, <clears throat> you're sitting at the diner and. It's morning that today. You guys decided to go get a cup of coffee and uh, sitting at the diner and, and your old buddy, Win- Wilson, walks in. Now I'm going to be calling him Winston. Wilson walks in and says, hey, hey, guys, can, can I get in on this? Uh, sure, have a seat, Win- yeah. Winston. But before I start, the movie that I was confusing Dunson checks in was a movie called Ed, a 1996 American sports comedy about a talented pitcher and his friendly baseball-playing chimpanzee. I remember that. <laughs> Tom, he, he doesn't go to school either. That's what well, I, I mean. He say. might have. No one's going to school. But Matt LeBlanc has Jack Deuce Cooper. Okay, that counts. So somewhere right, between Dunstan checks in, Ed, and, uh, and back Ed to school, and back to yeah. school featuring Rodney Dangerfield is uh, Dunstan goes to school. Um, That's it. So sorry, I just I just wanted to interrupt with that. Um, well, well, guys, I, I I really like hearing about these movies. I'm never going to watch, but yeah. um, I have some questions about hardcore. Can you help me? Maybe we, we'll do our damnedest, Winston. I discovered Power Trip pretty early, and I really like them. I love Drain and Mind Force and Dead Heat. What other new bands should I check out? And are there any old bands I should check out if I love Power Trip? <clears throat> Some of their okay. contemporaries? Uh, well, let's start with a friend's band. Uh, you could check out Enforced, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, a, a li- what are they like? Uh, I would say it's kind of, to my ear, a little a little heavier than what we're talking like a little more prone to heaviness than what we're talking about. A little more metal than Power Trip. A l- like a one tick to the right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be worth checking out. <sighs> this is not Iron my Age. world. I ju- oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we're going to go back. So, Tom, think yeah, of I, I don't Jordan, know so. any older bands. I don't know any older bands either before Power Trip that might have sounded like them. What should I listen to? So, I think you would like Iron Age. They were from the same general area as Power Trip in Texas. Okay. Um, pulling from the same ideas. So, both bands pulled from this Chrome X record called Best Wishes. Oh, what's um, that like? Which it's it's a more me- it's the second record by that band, the Chrome X, who we talked about with you before. Um, and it's a record that took a lot of people probably twenty years to come around on. Oh, is this the record that that some people say is is just as much a heavy metal record as it is a hardcore record? Correct. Oh, that's um, okay. Cool. A lot of riffs are very similar to what is is um, being referred to as like thrash today. Mm. So I think you could listen to Best okay. Wishes if you really want to go to the source source. And while you're back there, you can check out um, Crumb Suckers. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they're a band from Long Island. Um, band called Leeway um, from from Astoria Queens. That were more that had a very metal kind of thrash vibe with a singer that was like uh, an early, um, what was called a b boy, so like a rapper almost. Oh, weird! But are the vocals rap? <laughs> um, picture Ozzy Osbourne if he was born in Bushwick. 
that uh, an aside uh, uh, editor's note that's the best description Eddie Leeway's ever gotten Tom that's fantastic. is that fair though it's it's more than fair it's fantastic I mean is it He's 100% a though, maybe like a not but it's so no. good it's so good like it's the most like if I'm if I'm Eddie I'm like yo I I want that in my that that's put that on my my profile that's in my bio you know I'm gonna log into Wikipedia right now Pacamira Saddam five one eight password. Okay, what what other stuff should I check out if I love power trips? Uh, I can New never or old. When the, when we do this exercise, I can never tell if Winslow is uh, like from another <laughs> if he's from another fucking planet or not. Like, like have you Tom, been to Westchester, Pennsylvania? <laughs> but Tom is like, well, he uh, looked a bit like uh, he was into rap, which is a form of uh, uh, of music where uh, the, the the lyrics are syncopated. It's like what what? No, look, <laughs> Wilfred is having a hard kid. time, and he's real young. He's got that farm face, like looking at you very wide eyed, like. Uh huh. Like, come on, just picture you know, picture somebody. Westchester, okay. Pennsylvania. Um, we got love. We got love. But all right, but all right. We're uh, you're okay. New. Uh, I thrash is not my thing. So there's probably two agnostic front records uh, that you could check out. Uh, there's a there's a handful. Agnostic Front, you guys mentioned last time, they're a New York hardcore band. They are, but uh, everybody was doing thrash for a minute, and th- th- they didn't dodge that th- bullet. Um, Pat, what was that called when everyone was doing like thrash kind of hardcore, like metal hardcore? Oh, you could call. Uh, oh, uh, Winston, you could uh, call that uh, 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 crossover. Oh, uh, neat. So, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going oh, to neat. I'm going to uh, low key. I'm going to do a thing I don't think I've ever done on this podcast. I'm going to advocate for Anthrax. Uh, I love uh, Anthrax. I back it. I know you do, and I've tried over the years. It doesn't take, but everyone. Right, can I make a, a suggestion? Maybe to you, and maybe to Winston or Winslow. Mm-hmm. What did you call him the last time, Winslow. Um, did you have you ever listened to the Anthrax records with John Bush? No. What records are those, Tom? Those are um, the first one was Sound of White Noise. Completely different vocal style. Some it's not as like you know how the, the most of the anthrax stuff is very like Bruce Dickinson like I'm hitting notes like you know it's like it can get there for sure. This dude's got like a a gravelly like a great voice, but like it feels like it's like five fucking things red like five registers lower mm. and like very soulful dude. Like there's a song called Only. Mm. It's like it could be fucking it could be. I mean, this is like when the quicksand was touring with anthrax. Right. <laughs> weird era. But like it was that like level of kind of like almost post metal hardcore. It's a that sound of white noise is a really good record. He was in it for like two or three records and of varying um, goodness. But if you, I feel like if you can't get into anthrax, cause possibly because the vocals, if you, you know, and also I think you got to get into anthrax as a kid. I remember like getting into them and like very young and be like, I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Run DMC. Yes. Like, they're funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they're not like Slayer, like Slayer Scary as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. Anthrax is like... Anthrax is accessible uh, metal. Yeah, you're they, right. They wear shorts and Public Enemy shirts and they're goofs. Yeah, real big goofs. I, I think, to me, it's the first three Anthrax records. It's really funny how Anthrax... Anthrax is OG, hardcore Jason 
as much as there's the like so the backstory being that they tried to copyright the nyhc you know logo essentially and obviously that nobody's going to be happy about that um but they swam in similar circles and have always like you said tom like they were touring with quicksand in like 93 94 uh right now hate breeds out on tour with anthrax you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's it's a weird thing. Um, you nailed the thing the it perfectly when you said I think it's you have to get into them young. Um, you can appreciate you, you can appreciate old, like, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I mean like I mean like you know if you want to you know listen to a whole record about a Stephen King book, well, if I got something for you, or like you know. They have a like a they have a mascot that like moshes around the stage, but that and but it's not like the quality. It's it's like the end of like Step Brothers. It's like it's not movie quality. Like Iron Maiden has like the Eddie that runs around that looks like it looks like a real fucking skeleton or whatever the fuck. Like Anthrax has a guy in like a paper mache hat, like like mask running around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's so not nearly as cool. But if it's awesome. you can if you can catch Anthrax prior to age eighteen, I think. Maybe you can enjoy some of the more irreverence part of it, but there's riffs like they have riffs. Oh, dude, and if you like, if and if you like thrash, uh, I think those first three are really hard to deny, and it, it it extends beyond that. Like, if you love those first three, you can just keep working through and see if you have a drop off point. Um, I think musically, what goes on in thrash metal in more current times. I think not vocally, but musically, I think they're the most kind of um, most utilized source other than Best Wishes. Like, I, I new bands don't sound me. like Metallica. No, 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 no. I, they I don't think, sound like think, Slayer either. No, I, I was going to say there's bands who get just touches of Slayer, but they don't go full Slayer. They incorporate Slayer into like an Anthrax uh, bass. Like, the base right. is Anthrax, and then they add some Slayer, and they add some Chromag's Best Wishes. And I mean, where you start to see differences in sound, like Iron Age, if you ask me, like they use, especially for Constant Struggle, best somewhere between Best Wishes and Age of Quarrel is their base. And they pull in little things from elsewhere. When they move to Sleeping Eye, I think they go to a different place. I think Power Trip is kind of in that sweet spot of like, somewhere between Slayer, Anthrax, and then New York Hardcore Elements. And I wouldn't even say there's some best wishes for sure. There's some there's some uh, AF calls for alarm. There's some there's definitely some leeway. I love the Crumb Suckers reference. Um, slipping into Wilson voice. What about these bands like Suicidal Tendencies and DRI? I see their names come up when I look into Thrash and Crossover from the 80s. Uh correct although if if you're a real power trip head it, it might be some of that might feel a little lightweight for you oh you know what i'd like to bring up go and a more current time even though it's not very current at this point but they're still going but like they were power trip kind of they ran a power trip take offense oh sure oh yeah yep yep i yep. think That's like you, yeah i think they have they have a lot of the suicidal to them Yep. So the music's a little different, but definitely close. Um, some clean vocals. Um, I think suicidal is probably an easier, easy. If you brought a suicidal record to a kid in 2022, 
or to our friend Wilson, I yeah. think they're in, that it's an easier buy-in than a DRI record. Depending um, on when, I mean, if yeah. Wilson's coming from a fair, completely clean palette, yeah. Like, then I think it's suicidal. To, like you put on like Lights Camera Revolution and you hear like, you know, um, you can't bring me down. You're like, I'm in, I'm down. Right. But if you I put think, on, like, I think even join the army, you could really get in. Right sure. Away. Yeah, but like DRI is like, if you're coming from a different angle, you might prefer DRI. But if you're coming with like virgin ears, I feel like suicidal is an easier listen. Okay, great. That's a great list of bands. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Wilson. So I have some more questions. Is Fiddlehead hardcore? They don't sound hardcore to my ears, but they play hardcore shows, and everyone I know likes them. Is Fiddlehead a hardcore band? Yes. Um, although, so, uh, Winston, this is going to be tough on, on your brain because it's tough on all young people's brains. It can actually be two things. And what? you don't. It, it, <laughs> and you can. I'm not sure I understand. It's fun to argue about, but the end of the day, it can. It, it's really eye of the beholder. And it can be two things because. Uh, I just checked out some of the uh, uh, sets from Sound of Fury that I missed. And uh, what's Sound and Fury? That's uh, a festival. It's a it's a rap festival. Rap is this thing that. Uh, so the point is that uh, it, it is uh, there's a lot of shit there that, in the strictest definition of the word, at least people of my age may not consider hardcore, right? But it it is. <laughs> so, so, so it, this is one of those uh, tough things to reconcile. If you've got like a A or B brain, where you want mm. you want everything fileable, but sometimes shit just touches on m- more than one space, and this would be an example thereof. Uh, y- y- you could either say that. Uh, Fiddlehead is on the most extreme end of melodicism uh, of a hardcore act or is uh, on the very rough end of like a melodic punk or you could say even uh, rock act. So those are different ways that you could say the same thing. Your choice. Is there anything else that makes them a hardcore band outside of the sound because i'm trying to understand that yeah you're really i mean i think their philosophies the way they they run their band the members of said band Mm -hmm. they're all punk dudes from various backgrounds uh yes so okay now you're the reaction yeah, but we're really getting into the weeds on this because well, I, Wilson's young and doesn't know what he's talking about. I know, but it's more complicated than that, even because there was a time, Wilson, where you would say, "Well, they conduct themselves like a hardcore band in the respect that they manage themselves, they book their own tours, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe they put out their own records." However, uh, it has become increasingly normal for hardcore acts to have booking agents, to have managers. Okay. Uh, so this is a thing that has changed in my lifetime. And, uh, I, uh, so now calling something a hardcore band 
is really tricky to put your finger on uh, because the lines are so blurred. It is, uh, as the uh, Tom, maybe you remember this from law school, it is, uh, I believe, a Florida uh, judge said, uh, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it uh, in regards to pornography. Uh, right. That's hard. And he also, yeah. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I just. I just got a bunch of stickers when I ordered some new merch online. Mm. Should I put the stickers all over my car? How many is the right amount? Yeah. You what should. if I don't know the band, but I think the sticker looks cool? It's fine. Fuck it. <laughs> it's fucking fine. How many? How many is the right amount? Should I cover my entire back windshield? Yeah, you should you, become yes. a hazard. Yes, right. If you, the less you can see, the less peripheral you got, the better. Okay, thanks. I wouldn't know right. because oh, uh, you're, you're uh, depreciating the value of your car. <laughs> it's all. I mean, it's all downhill. Uh, Winston, I just want to point out that uh, John Bush, uh, uh, singer for Armored Saint and uh, occasional uh, Anthrax vocalist, uh, I I just learned a fact. Uh, th- this has taught me something that he does voiceover work for Burger King commercials. I did not know that. So wow, oh, neat little little fun That's fact. Cool. Who do you think makes more money, Joey Belladonna or J- or John Bush? Twenty twenty two. I don't know that Burger King money's probably all right. That's what I'm saying. It's probably not nothing to sneeze at. No, probably. I look. Uh, I wouldn't take the Burger King money, but uh, although Burger they King possible, I was going to say Burger King. <laughs> sometimes Those French toast sticks. No, no, no. They got a whole. They got a whole like vegan thing here in in Australia. They got two vegan options, um, and the breakfast. fries too are not, are not cooked in beef tallow or whatever, right? That's right. So uh, sometimes I'll tell you when I'm in an airport, a vegan Burger King, it's all right. So maybe thank I you take, to okay, maybe I would take the Burger King money. Thank you to Burger King. We appreciate it. Do 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 do. Um, Guys, I keep hearing about this band, Ceremony, who's going on tour with two bands I already have heard, Spy and Gel. Can you tell me? Can you tell me about Ceremony? It looks like they have a lot of records. Where should I start? Are they a hardcore band? (laughs) Well, Uh, Wallace, um, I think they are a hardcore band. They've changed their sound over the years. Quite well, honestly. Very few bands have been able to pull off what they've been able to pull off. Um, it, very early. So, con- considering the bands Gel and Spy that they're playing with, they're early. If you can, if you mess with them and you really like that style, you probably prefer the earlier era of Ceremony. So that's probably up to. Is that up to Ronard Park? Would you say? Up to Zoo, I would say. Um, zoo, okay. Like, so it's faster. It's more like. It's nearly um, that that style of music we talked about before. Power violence. It's got mosh parts, snarly singer. Excellent, one of the best at that style of their time. And then slowly but surely, they kind of got back. It, it, they started with the more, I would say, like late seventies, early eighties punk sound, but not like sure. not not what we're thinking of. Not we're not thinking of, like you're probably thinking of New York, like. Or like hardcore, like very, very punk. Punk that like 
your parents, you know, or your grandparents at this point might have known. Oh, is this like the California punk stuff we talked about last time? It is. Quite. Yes. Like bands like X or the Wipers and bands like of that ilk. So it's not as like it's not the punk that we think of. Well, at least that I don't I don't think of first when I think of punk. Um, and then they kind of went even further into that and almost became like an ex an amazing like post hardcore band, but in a way that like the Cure post punk kind of thing. Like probably better. That's probably yeah. a better term. But probably post punk. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Walt, I will keep myself succinct here. I am able to talk about this band with a great deal of clarity because I'm not any type of real fan. I think that they are the most important hardcore band of the last 15 years. Uh, I think that they are, their influence is more noticeable in things that you Weston, a a young person would like. Mm. Okay. than even bands that might have in some ways been bigger or we think of as being bigger or whatever. I think ceremony is the DNA for, I mean, I hear it in every fucking band of people under 26, every single one. So, uh, an important, which is shocking. It look, they're long lived and they never got lame. If you want, that's exactly right. If, if you, but wanted, they're stealing from the the earliest, yes, like violence, violence era, which was when they were like when the folks now were like eleven, yeah, but or or, or four, or four, yeah, it's now. I mean, it could be that long. I have no idea. But two thousand six. Here's Fuck. the thing. Uh, th- those shows around that era are considered like they're the thing of legend. You know what I mean? Like that. Those were the wildest shows, the best shows. And that town and fury video. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like one of the seven. It's like, I can't, I've said it on this podcast before, but I really want to stress it. It is just, you have to give this band. I I know a lot of our listeners are fans, so I'm probably not saying anything crazy here, but like it's, it's even more than that. It's like, like I don't want to uh, put ceremony on other bands because maybe that's rude, but it is the primary influence <laughs> for so much of what we fucking uh, have right now. That is, and, and I'm talking about the stuff that we would call good right now. You know what I mean? So that's another part of it that kind like, of matters. I mean, like gel and spy. Yeah, precisely. Uh, well, and I think also other than title fight, they're the only band that switched up styles so much and can still play a set of all those songs and it doesn't feel weird. Yes. They do a wonderful job of being like, here's like a piano ballad into one of the craziest hardcore songs you've ever heard. And it's go and and you go, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so, very few so bands so can do Bob, that. Bob coming in here. <clears throat> Maybe not Tsunami. But I think you'd can't deny the influence ceremony has on Gulch, has on Scowl, has on Drain. A hundred percent. I bet uh, you if you ask most of those members, they'd say ceremony was the band that got them wanting yes. to be a band or being at the hardcore like to that so, level. Not even like, oh I like ceremony. Like, no, no, I love ceremony. No, so so occasionally and, and I, I truly appreciate Patrick for this, he throws out um, you know, uh thesis statements. The thesis statement here being ceremony is the most important hardcore band of the past 15 years. 
I think we could provide an awful lot of supporting evidence. One, everything yeah, you said. The only comes to mind otherwise is probably TUI. Uh, TUI is super important, and, and it's just a different strain. You know what I mean? But um, I'm, going, I'm going on what I hear in people's Right music. now. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, yep. uh, yes, TUI. Also, we got to put stuff like terror in there. Like you know, what I mean, like of a, a thing that's really a thing that doesn't get like kind of addressed enough. Everybody knows a local terror. Everyone, every no single no person, question. the sound of my voice. <laughs> but there's got to be there's got to be some credit paid, whether you like the style or not. Yes. for the fact that there's so many progenitor, so many offspring. Yes, like that. Um, the 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 Johnny Appleseeded, I mean, the world literally with terror uh, bands, you know, ceremony, it's a different energy. But I, I think I think in the way their band evolved, in the way they never got uncool, in the way they've been able to say, hey, we're a post-punk band now when you buy our records or we're moving into different sounds. But if you still come see us, we're not going to be embarrassed to play our fast songs. Yep. That's a talent. That says something. Um, and uh, I think it's kind of amazing. And, I, I, you know, we, we, we should do the Ceremony Deep Dive episode where we actually break through their records one by one because they deserve it. Um, and I am currently struggling. I, I think there are not... <sighs> TUI is a good one to talk about, but as far as importance to hardcore and what it is today and, title and how it sounds, the title fights right there. But here's my question, Tom. There are title fight bands who've been inspired by them, bands who take from them, bands who were kind of pushed on. Terrors at the top of this heap with the bands we've mentioned so far, then TUI. Yeah. I see a lot of ceremony elements across platforms and across sounds and almost more in the like genetic makeup title fight. I see that, but I, I think title fight was so singular because they pulled off something where musically they were never particularly close to hardcore when they first start. Oh. They're, they're very close to pop punk. They move from pop punk sound to like this post hardcore post pop punk thing. Essentially, define a new genre and then build out of that hello everybody i'm bruce and i'm nolan and this is the corner of gray street podcast as longtime dave matthews band fans we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past present and future of dmb not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMV, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. So there's right, a lot of I think there's a lot of offspring that in that world. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they open but, that but I don't know. There's there's many there. Like basement, you know, uh, like like turnover, like citizen. But right, what, but they're all playing hardcore shows. That's true. It's true. Well, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I I agree. And it's that's the thing. I mean, maybe not they, music, they, not could, sound wise. 
No, but we could also, uh, you know, we could say that they open, you know, uh, they walked so bands like Fiddlehead could run, you know? Um, yeah. It, I mean, does Soul Blind play Sound and Fury? Maybe. Without but, but you're not, you're not like, wrong. No, they, they, they were the band. They were always the band who was like, well, clearly they make sense to play Sound of Fury. When, right, when but I think they it, opened you know? that lane up for, uh, you know, a generation of bands to be able to play hardcore shows. I don't disagree. I think they opened up the lane for bands to start with a sound that wasn't that was square peg and play in a hardcore world in the modern sense, right? This is something that historically ancient history was there. The butthole surfers. No one's calling them hardcore based purely on sound and they eventually evolve into something else they had nowhere else to go big boys had nowhere else to go flipper had nowhere else to go and that's on and on and on proletariat listen to the like uh mission to burma like listen to those bands they don't they're not like hardcore by sound but you go okay they fit there in the modern parlance they came into a world of terrors and trapped under ice and uh, uh, ceremony and nails and you know betrayed and et cetera et cetera hardcore and made a space and it opened the doors for this to once again maybe in the way that early 80s punk hardcore was more so than late 80s more so than the early 90s eh, 90s had a minute there where they were open but it's now become part of the culture to have that external like curveball sound right like pity sex playing sound of fury not weird super having playing sound of fury not weird cola boy playing sound of fury a little weird but cool and let's give it a try soul blind playing sound of fury not weird even a little bit so no. you're definitely right about title fight opening that door well we just identified something we'll, we'll talk about this the most important the most important hardcore bands of the past 20 years um, is a, a conversation we should have and why because all the bands we're naming are for different reasons. You know what I mean? And there's strong yeah. arguments to be made for each. And I think there's a few others that we could throw in the mix that, that might be surprising or might not be, you know? Um, because we just had this conversation about most important hardcore bands of the past 20 years kind of and didn't mention Half Heart and didn't mention American Nightmare. You know what I mean? Like didn't mention... Didn't mention knock loose, you know. Like there's a, a bunch of them. So, all right, are you guys ready for for uh, Wallace to re-enter the room? Yes, please. Oh, I really like hardcore, but sometimes I figure that bands are playing just a style that they already know, but doing it really well. What do you think is the best band who is completely unoriginal? Oh, great question. Uh, oh, that's that's tough. I don't mean, I mean that as a slight because no. hardcore is a really cool genre, but sometimes somebody's just writing something that someone else has already done, but does it even better. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, like, hold on, let's let's jump out of the Winston conversation for a second and just establish this for our listeners. I'm not, I've, I'm not doing anything original. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a musician. I'm not doing anything original. Sometimes you just do what you like, and there's mm. nothing to be offended by here. <laughs> you know That's right. I mean? so, so that's right. Uh, 
Let's see. Well, so, uh, sometimes, sometimes you say, I like steak and mashed potatoes. Let me mix them together and I'll throw in uh, some corn. And sometimes you go, yes, I like steak and mashed potatoes just like that. It's also, I say this as a guy who like really tries to be clever and tries to do things that are interesting and whatever. Ultimately, you don't say. Well, you're limited by, I mean, not everybody's a fucking genius. Some of us just like music. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're limited mean? by your abilities. Yeah, like, For Tom, sure. you really love music. Have you ever thought of yourself as a fucking genius? Like, do, I don't do, even consider myself a musician. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Despite the fact that you've sang on upwards of 30 songs, maybe maybe closer to oh, 50. Oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And like, well, like, I, you know. I look at other people that can like that are sing singing on records. I'm like, that's a musician. I just yell in tune. Yeah. So uh, we're not gonna. Uh, we hope that uh, there's an understanding that if we say somebody's uh, doing something really well, unori- something unoriginal, very well, that they <laughs> they know that that's a pretty high for- form of compliment from us. Oh <clears throat> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, Webster. I have one that comes to mind. Oh, you go in. I don't want to go in. Nah, you can text. It I feel me. bad. I don't know if I don't if text it. Text it so we can check. And by the way, I wanted to say not this a bad way. Like, not that like I really like the people in this band, and I think they're a great, great band. Okay, but I mean, you know, so I, we'll I'll be somewhere and they'll play, and people are like, "Yo, this is like so '90s." No, that, that's oh. a, this is a good one. This is a good one. They'll yeah. take it with the right energy. Yeah, sure. So I think. An excellent band that is, you know, and I think they would say they're not reinventing the wheel is Magnitude. No doubt. T- tell they're me about like Magnitude, perfect. guys. I, I've heard that name before, but I don't know what they sound like. They're a straight-edge hardcore band from North Carolina? Yes. Been around for a couple of years. They have an LP out on Triple B Records, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, they're They're students of the game. And then like, it's 90s hardcore, but like to such an extent that like it, it's so incredibly well done. Yeah. That, you know, every riff. And they, you go, what is that? I know they're like the, the riffs are their own, but it, it's such of a time and a place. And along, you know, another band. While I'm talking about magnitude, that brings that this brings to mind that we can also talk about is combust. Sure, the, yeah. I think really, for like, good, really good picks. And they're like, if you were like, you know what? I wonder what hardcore in Queen sounded like in 1989. You like, you know, like I don't want to listen to these like compilation records. I just want one band. You go here's a combust record because that's they sound like outbreak outburst. And Killing Time and every band in that very, very, very finite period of time, they've done that to its 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 extent, its highest level. And I think the same thing with Magnitude. They've done 90s stuff. And not like the 90s, like more what was considered metal in the 90s, but now just sounds like hardcore. Yeah, it's it's somewhere between Strife and the New Age catalog, you know? Exactly. But so, I think they're um, perfect at that. I mean, I think they're so perfect at it that they... <clears throat> it's the exact point of this. Um, 
I, it, it would be heretical to say they're better than band X, band Y, etc. But I just want to say, if they were a part of the New Age catalog who was doing that type of sound, they would likely be at the top of the heap. It would be them and outspoken. And and they're standing on the you know stand on the shoulder of giants kind of thing right you're like coming for some certain genre stuff et cetera et cetera they do it exceptionally well and bring in just a little bit of energy from the you know like I've always thought the relationship between Strife and then the stuff like because Strife put out a record on New Age I think this first seven inch or second seven inch yeah yeah. But then they go into victory, and that's where their sound, as we kind of, as as most people know it, really forms. But it's not a million miles from the new age stuff. It's just a little more. It's a little more. Uh, they take the the tempo of new age stuff. I think all ape the tempo of Judge. But yeah, they they clean up the sound, better production on the record, no doubt, Moshy. and went a, a little more moshy and a little more metallic. But not crazy. Not like no, no. You know, no. If, if you compare it to uh, to um, Unbroken, definitely not more metallic. You know, it's in the same boathouse. Um, but that they found this space between those things and and swirled them together and, and made a sound that is both their own and also something that's very very recognizable. Yo, uh, I wanted to say that Combust Another Life record is really good, it's and excellent. we haven't talked about it enough. Um, in terms of the last few years for for classic kind of late 80s, 89 style New York hardcore. Yeah. It's a new it's that, Right. To me, it's the Big Cheese LP, the last Big Cheese LP. Uh, yeah. Was it Punishment Punish Park? Park? And then this Combust Another Life record is really good. Um, that band Excellent deserves player. a lot of time and attention. I hope they, I hope they push because I, I want to see them out do it. And uh, yeah, we, we, we're part of this episode was to talk some new new music which we're doing which i'm happy about but uh but that that record deserves time and attention really good patrick yes um do you have any other for best band who is perhaps not rewriting re 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 rebuilding the wheel um well i was gonna go new or old by the way um let's see I'll go to my music catalog, which, by the way, have you ever been signed out of your Apple ID? It's a catastrophe. It's a catastrophe. It's a you have no idea what it was. You got to sign into seven different yeah, places. Like, right, because I signed in once however many years ago. It, it's not just it's It's your phone aggressively. Like, I just went to look at my iTunes. And they go, what about now? You want to put your password in now? What about aggr- now? Aggressively. Yeah, exactly. It just pop, 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 pop. Um, <laughs> Okay, and then so, if you sign out there, then it signs you out of everywhere. It's hell. It's a wonderful thing. It's, it's hell. I'm getting an Android. Thanks, God. Um, okay. So, uh, well, uh, Webby, the problem here is that I'm a very clever man, and I've got uh, nothing but clever music uh, on my computer, so it's difficult. Yo, just gets called clever on a New York Times podcast once. It's all it takes for this dude to, like – Prince himself a T-shirt that says "Clever Man." Oh, I didn't get to I didn't get to the part where they said that. Um, oh. <laughs> is, is that I think true? it was in the part that I sent you. Uh, yeah, they but, call you a clever man, but then they also say, "Well, yeah, you don't have to worry about him beating you up, dude. It's no big deal." Because they called so they you also, theatrical. They also called you a wimp. Um, oh, they said I clever, I theatrical like wimp. Don't appreciate that, really. Yeah, uh, welcome, to the, welcome, 
<laughs> yeah, welcome to the weak side of the drama room, brother. Yeah, I guess so. It hurts my feelings. Um, mm. So, that was a wonderful uh, listen, though, Pat. You should really sit and listen to it. Yeah, Let's shout see. out to New York Times podcast who did a really uh, shockingly well done um, conversation on hardcore right now. Uh, so shout out shout to CR uh, and Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the other fellow, John, who who is the regular host, who was like of that, the host. Um, he did great. I, I was impressed. He was their Winston. That's right. He was their Wallace and Gromit. So yeah, yeah pretty much um, with a little bit Patrick, more knowledge and the schmuck. Hundred percent. Let's yeah. let's get in. Let's get in, Patrick. What's what's your answer here? You're, you're searching. Well, we vamped so much for you. Uh, hold on. Actually, I can. Uh, you know what? Just by going to Discogs, I can. Uh, I bet I can Jesus find one. Christ. No, no, no. Hold on. We're gonna because uh, Bob is going to appreciate how I do this. I'm going to sinking ships. Okay. You know why? I do, but go ahead. <laughs> because uh, I'm going to uh, click on a friend of the room, Paul B., uh, a member of Sinking Ships, because he loves youth crew in this intense sort of like, I mean, he's a well-adjusted adult, which most people that are playing youth crew into their adulthood are not necessarily well-adjusted. This is a person with a job and a wife and uh, a good life. Family, yes. Not tragic. Uh, but he was in Gone But Not Forgotten uh, and uh, uh, Deadweight. Uh, yep. And here's the thing. Gone But Not Forgotten is a good example. It's really just wants to be exactly like... It the wants art. to be floor punched very badly. And the art is a hooded mosher. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's accepts what it is. Now, yeah. what it is, is an abomination. And it hurts my ears because I hate that type of music, but it is uh, succinct and uh, accepts itself. <laughs> so so what, what are you going to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's certain musicians, Paul being one of them, who are capable of so much and just say, no, here's what I like. And they play very within a style. And, uh, it, I mean, sometimes to really great effect, really great effect when I like the style of music. So I will you know say else, this. Winston? Oh. I, I just Bob editing here. Um, because you mentioned that the Northwest did a very good job in little spots. Um, taking different angles at straight edge hardcore more melodic a little faster um you know uh i think go it alone did the best version of like (sighs) somewhere between battery and chain of strength is go it alone and it's really and maybe throwing a little more melody and it's really good singing ships did a post-american nightmare take on turning point really well um, betrayed one, did life vagging. I like lifetime. Sorry, <laughs> lifetime. Uh, uh, betrayed, which is you know some Northwesters in, in California, but I associate them with the Northwest a bit. Did a take on? Uh, I think they did. Uh, basically, what if Dag Nasty was a youth group band? Mm. And yeah. and and so it's really it's really interesting. So I, 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 there's a few others that I would recommend from that. There's one seven inch. I fucking love that. I'm going to try to find, um, from that world, but it wasn't a big one. No, it was very small. Um, wasn't blue Monday. Was it? 
No, 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 no. They did one seven inch, and that was it. Um, oh, what I, I have to like rack my. But but anyways, that entire scene. Yoda alone had some originality. Singing ships under originality. Shook ones originality. Betrayed originality. All of them had their own elements that they were pulling in. To be honest, there's betrayed songs where where Todd 100 was pulling in like funny, weird '90s alt stuff to create what he did. <laughs> um, but uh, um, but it, but they also were kind of doing this straight edge ish world of sound that that worked really well. And and there's some real highlights. There's a bunch of bands I didn't mention that you can also discover from that world. So so you know please don't take just the ones I said. Uh Tom, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say um <clears throat> another band, um a band called Saves the Day. Mm. Oh. We're a band well, t- tell that- me about that band. Sure. They're, they were young kids when they first came out from uh, New Jersey, from New Brunswick, I believe, in that general area. Um, their first record or two were like literally a note-for-note tribute to a band called Lifetime, another band from their area. Um, and Lifetime, if you like – if any of the current pop punk meets hardcore that is popular today – the Koyos, the No Pressures, and the bands that those folks came from, or Anxious, even sure, Newfound Glory, or fucking Fallout Boy, yeah, like the two bands that they all owe to. Well, it's probably actually Blink, but to I, I hear a lot of Lifetime and Descendants and all those bands. Mm. Sure. So Lifetime sure. was like a hardcore band at the time. They were like a full-on hardcore band. No one would consider them. No one called Lifetime pop punk in 1997. You know what I mean? No. They were playing CBs with 108. They were not, you know, yeah. but they were like laid a lot of the groundwork for like the new era of like pop punk with, with mosh, like hardcore mosh parts. Is that fair? I feel yes, like definitely Jersey's best they, dancers. Like there's like, there's like parts that like wouldn't fit in on a four punch show. And then there's parts that would fit in on a fall boy show. So they were, I mean, lifetime to me were a, the most melodic new age band, um, almost no metal, almost no fast. They did a few gallops, like they'd get to a gallop, but never blasting on their early records. But with a strong sense of melody and singing us, what's yeah. that? I feel like the early stuff is boring. A lot of people feel that way. Stuff. No, no, like, lots of people feel that way. You either count me love it. After. Yeah, you either love it. Because it, you know, yeah. for whatever reasons, or you're kind of like, oh, weird. And, um, they did uh, the tinnitus seven inches where it takes a turn. Yeah, and they yeah. they basically speed it up, keep the melody, up the tempo in songs that they were like, the, you know, basically like, hey, we were writing a song before that was like two and a half minutes, three minutes, uh, one minute, one and a half minutes, you know, and basically infused this punk energy which they all love like old punk and love melody and they really changed the game and that's you know they they basically redefined a sound where they went from hardcore to pop punk but not with an intent basically like in the same ways that pop punk was formed like og like taking these melodic punk elements and speeding it up and making a little hardcore you know like they took those old punk elements and melody and sense of like efficiency 
and put it there. I, I think even stuff like Angel Dust, Angel Dust doesn't sound like Lifetime to me, but that that idea of efficiency and sound and like let's write a fast, fun punk song with a sense of melody. And at their best point, they do the same thing Lifetime does, which is like, oh my god, this is a fun, energetic song that has a strong melody to it. You know, um, so shout out uh, the band I was thinking of from the Northwest is this band in stride. They did a seven inch called place of decay. It's faster than most of the stuff from the Northwest bunch of songs. Um, not youth of today worship by any stretch, but feels like it's got all the urgency that I want from a straight edge hardcore record. Um, hard to find, but if you find it, it's cheap in stride place of decay, seven inch on bottled up records. Everybody should get that. Um, guys, Wilson has a few more questions for you. Are you guys still, you're good. Your iced tea isn't getting too warm over there. No, we're in it. Wilson. What was hardcore about in the early part of the 2010s? Watching. Gold LeMay shirts. Fuck. Um, Help me out. What what era? What era? Somebody give 2010 me 2010 to 2015. No, I know. I, I'm. Saying. You want you want the editor's note? Okay. Um, this is the area that is TUI on top. You have the emergence of stuff like Code Orange in the later half. Turnstile hasn't popped yet. You have the screamo wave is as big as it ever gets. Oh sure, yeah. Um, you have the this is hardcore fests are huge. Um, I'm trying to think what else the the heavy stuff reunions is are in. still popping. Reunions are popping. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the 2010 to 2015 range. Um, title fight is exploding. Uh, that's kind of uh, why Candy I wanted Valley to Valley hardcore is popping. Yeah, there's a lot Starting. of stuff going on. Uh, online merch stores are exploding. <laughs> That's uh, that's a whole thing. It's a weird time. So. Curses on their shirts, middle oh, fingers. Yeah. And- so how do you explain it? The early part of the 2010s to someone who wasn't there and wasn't familiar with it. Free for all. Uh, you have the weird, the nascent demo core responsive scene. This is like the post have heart. Where does hardcore go from that? Hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, a lot of, um, my memory of this era was that there was a number of bands that were able to make rent touring for the first time in years. Uh, Oh, was that not something bands could do forever? Uh, there's been like, there's been boom and bust periods in hardcore where there's plenty of bands that uh, are able to make rent. Then sure. there's none <laughs> or, or then there's terror. Uh, yeah. There's tapery terror and sick of it all one time. And then there's years that it's like, Oh, everybody like, yeah. By, by the yeah. way, aside, we're not trying to count people's pockets here ever. We're also just noting these are bands who toured, toured hard, toured relentlessly and made it so they could afford to uh, pay rent for their small apartment or shared home or et cetera. Not sure. trying to say like people were like <laughs> minting no, uh, no. new homes in the, in the, the beach. Uh, just, just saying that 
there's bands who yeah, made right. it a reality through hard work and effort, and some many who just never were able to through many many reasons. But all right, go ahead, go back. Uh. So th- that was my memory that there was uh, th- they were popping up bands that uh, could tour uh, enough through the year and with enough support that they would uh, th- that there was kind of an emerging class of of pro core, but it was of a different variety. You know what I mean? Like Touche Amore is uh, certainly Procore in all the ways that we would. Uh, and by the way, uh, Webby, the the, the uh, Procore is is uh, occasionally like depending on who's saying it. It's like the word Jew. Uh, if the wrong person's saying it, they there's a tone, and you're kind of like, right. There's the a there can be a streak of malice. Yeah, it. you're kind of like what the fuck. And 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 but but otherwise, it's just a word, right? So uh, Procore means that uh, you are a professional touring musician that plays hardcore music. That's all it means, right? So, uh, and there's a lot that uh, gets attached to that, uh, but there's not always a lot of pro-core bands. As Tom said, some years it would be like, every time I die, uh, terror. (laughs) You know, you you could do like, (laughs) you could do it on a Ninja Turtle hand, but now there is... uh, uh, or it, the 2010s uh, saw kind of this emerging touring act thing. Um, so that was interesting to witness, uh, particularly because I liked a lot of the bands or at least respected them. Um, Tom, what else was pop? Well, like what, what, what was the vibe? You know, this is terrible because I was around for the whole time and I have no, which may be telling. Yes. Nothing pops out. Of that time, those ba- like everything that Bob like said, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. But like, if you were like, give me like an overview of 2010 to 2015, TUI and like Code Orange does not no, pop so, in my head, and I love both bands at the time. So I here's still, you know here's, I mean? here's how I do it: I go TUI, Touche, and Title Fight. That's how you start. I mean, However, I love all three bands. Would not have assigned them to that time period for whatever reason. Right. Maybe there was too much going on that there was like it was hard to differentiate. I don't know. Well, they, they didn't. None of them started in that time. They all started before that, but they were right, on top right. and basically opened the doors for a lot of stuff. Then you have then you have the next wave starts in there. Like Power Trip is a band, but they're not on top till the very towards the end of it. Right? Code Orange starts same deal. Uh, Turnstile starts same deal. Uh, Incendiary starts same deal. There is almost this weird, <clears throat> it's kind of not a vibe in a way because it's so undefined. There's no like uniform vibe. That's right. Uh, that's fair. It's almost like there was uh, this void of a vibe. There was. Like, I want to be honest. Like, like, picture title fight kid meme, right? that person existed so hard in the 2010 to 2015 range picture the trapped under rice doesn't totally get it, but really loves hitting people and man flat brims are sick. That was a vibe that was at a lot of shows too. And then picture what someone would imagine as the stereotyped scrams kid. Remember people using the term scrams. There we go. 
That but was also a had thing. a weird connotation. Yeah, it certainly did, and I think I might have said it with that, which I didn't mean, but I think it's a funny word. So, um, so I, I think that is like how you do it. But there's a lot that gets lost in there as well because there was so much happening. Tom, you identified reunions were popping. If you wanted to see any band that existed in hardcore from 1980 to the present, between 2010 and 2015, you could do that. And the Great White Whales happened, like Chain happened, and Chain, Judge, Judge, happened. Uh, 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 Infest, um, like right. Basically, it thinned the the White Whale list greatly. You want to see real right. you, you can see, yeah, yeah. You, GB, you want to like see it was a local band. GB anytime. You know, a Chain played enough that you people got tired of going to see the shows. Um, all the Rev classics you could see, all that stuff. You know, and. That sort of created an interesting kind of dynamic. Triple B starts to take off. It really starts popping. The uh, rise of demo core. There's a lot of the demo core stuff. The new scene. Hey, I'm stuff. Winston. Yes. What's demo core? Oh, shit. Come on. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we end on that, please? <laughs> uh, yes, we can. Um, that's a great place to end. All right, everybody. Thank you. Wilfred will be back. <laughs> School's in session. Let's go.